Hello, my name is Gilbert Clark. I'm the Executive Chairman of Meridian Mining. We're developing the, the Cabasal VMS Copper Gold Project in Mato Grosso, Brazil. Um, we've also got a, an IOCG exploration project in uh, the state of Rondonia called Espigon. Gilbert, lovely to see you. Been a while. Been a while indeed. Are, yeah. are, you, um, are you protected from the raging forest fires down in France? Uh, they're on the other side of the country. I'm just sitting here in uh, 32 degrees Celsius uh, with the windows open. It's, it's actually quite nice. From we, the we call this typical, typical summer. Well, there you go. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah, people ring me up to go, you know, are, are you melting from 40 degree heat? And I, I've used the same generalizations with you. Yeah. Um, well, I um, wanted to catch up. I saw, saw the press release with regards to the MET work. I mean, you've gone early there. Why, why do you feel the need to do that now? In all projects, you have to, uh, it's all about risk. And we've always talked about this. You have to, if you have a project you, and you start doing out really good results, and whether it be at service or a thousand meters down, you've got to know what is going to be the payable metals and what it, and then when you do your metallurgical study, is there something deleterious? Is there, is there a, a unforeseen costs? And we knew from the historical data that we had fantastic metallurgy, even at lower grades, because we had the the, the um, ramp up mill when they were fitting in 0.3 copper, 0.2 gold, which showed essentially was producing quite high recoveries. So what we did is said, no, but we're not here to sit around and, and, and just take in corporate costs. We're there to develop a project. And what occurred is uh, we started drilling out the met holes uh, started this year. We completed that. We sent the samples up to SGS in Lakefield. Um, and that's a place where I've actually worked with that group before. And I know they've got a group of technicians that are world class, been doing the same job for 30 years. They took away that execution risk of the testing. But it had, if you're going to make an investment decision on a, on a large asset, is it going to be viable? Can they get the metal out? If they get the metal out, what's going to be the quality of the product? And today's news release is essentially set the benchmark going forward for all companies for the MS projects. I, I can't give you an equivalent. We are now the benchmark. High recoveries, plus 90%, and a copper concentrate at 29% with half an ounce gold. I mean, this is just fantastic stuff. Okay. And so, right. So you need to kind of work out, you know, what you're going to be able to get out of it. So why don't you kind of run some of those numbers through? Uh, with me now, because I, I want to get onto the other area that's going to be important here. It's like um, mat recovery, brilliant, but you're also going to need to get that scale side of things going. So, talk about some of the recovery numbers first. Okay, well, look, we, we got 94%. First thing you've got to identify is how you prepare the sample. A lot of groups, what they'll do is they'll just take the highest grade sample and hope for high recoveries. What we did is we took a very generic sample, 0.6 copper, 0.6 gold. We took out any of the high-grade gold veins because that could skew the result because, you know, it's different geology. So we're, we're testing that for later. So we produced a representative sample, 0.6 copper, 0.6 gold. And we found out very early on that when we crushed it, just at 200 microns, we started seeing the chakra pyrite come out very quickly. So we got a very coarse um, grind. And then... What we then found is in the cleaning circuit, just by simple addition of lime to change the pH and a partial regrind, that we're reducing this amazing 29% copper concentrate. Now, what does that mean? Well, if it was pure charcoal pyrite 
you get 34%. We're getting 29%. So this is really some of the best net you're going to see. But most importantly in all these studies, and this really affects the CapEx, the OpEx, the stay-in-business capital, is our bond work index, which is the how much energy you need to break the rock, came in at 11.2, and that is incredibly low. So that means we only have to crush it to 200 microns. It takes very very small amount of energy. It's very quick. I think it's some 16 minutes or so to gather the metals. And the end product is free of deleterious. We don't have any bismuth, arsenic, mercury, lead, or zinc polluting it. And we get a 29% concentrate. So that's a premium product. So if you're looking at a smelter that's buying like typical 22, 23% copper cons out of, say, Chile or some dirty cons out of, you know, Europe or wherever, you're going to have to blend that somewhere to get optimum smelter performance. And that's what Capasol is. It's a premium product. It's a premium product, but it's it's out of you know we and we we've talked about this project um, a, a lot over the you know few few months. Um, we now at that point, especially in a market like this, really difficult market for everyone. Like so, I'm not I'm not going to have a, you know pick, pick you out, but you know obviously everyone's going to come off a lot. Uh, copper prices come off, gold prices come off, d- doesn't kind of help, and then the kind of risk off attitude from investors more broadly, it, it doesn't help. You've got a bit of cash, so you've got some optionality in, in terms of how you you move forward. So I'm asking this of of lots of CEOs, which is how do you adapt or change your attitude to what you need to say to the market and what you actually need to be doing on the ground with that capital that you've got? Oh, that's a great question. Now. The, the there's two ways that a CEO can respond to this, um, or that's my respect in the executive chairman. Um, firstly, I can batter down and, and and just stop everything because my project's never going to be fundable because the basic economics that I've produced show that with these lower prices, it's not going to work. <clears throat> or in our case, we're put out in the middle of one of the most poorest markets in recent times the uh, basic parameters of a mine that regardless of the commodity price is always going to be scenario being cash flow potentially cash flow positive <clears throat> pardon me so we will we've, we're going up to um july with four crews uh four drill crews um after start of august we might pull back one drill crew just go back to where we were we had to accelerate the drilling because we had a loss of a couple of weeks at the start of the year with covid but, you know, we are going to be a fundable project um, and we have to demonstrate that. And I think today what we've demonstrated is when you combine this with all the results we've produced to date, this is going to be a producing asset. It's not going to, We're not going to be mining the market for a lifestyle. We're going to go to our investors and our supporters and we'll say, look, we've got to keep going forward because overriding all of this, of course, is the purchase agreement for Capital which we, we will, of course, honour. But, but I think you can safely say that, because it's produced, whatever, 30 something, 34 million pounds of copper in the past, you know, 100, I don't know, 50, 60,000 ounces of gold, silver. You know, it's produced, so it should produce again. It's the, the question is, how do you talk to the market in a way that says it can produce again economically, it can produce again at scale, I mean that's where that's you know the story that we've been talking about since I've been speaking to you. So yeah. has that changed at all? Is that no, look, um, we, we've said this many times. If if you need um, high commodity prices to overcome 
low grades or poor metallurgy, you don't have a project. Just forget about it. It, it, it is a, it's a, it's a con in the junior market. And I've said this time and time again. What we're proving today with our metallurgy, regardless of the commodity prices, this will become a producing mine because we can see that grade, um, the orientation, the open pit nature, I mean, it starts at surface. High recoveries, great product. Guys, just focus on building this mine. You know, what happened, we've seen recently just like the gene mining that venture capital is coming into Brazil. They just raised, I think, $480 million yeah. to build a mine. And, okay, we will be able to raise money on this company. But what I'm going to do is when we go forward, shareholders' interests are always present. You know, they are paramount in how we go about raising money. But we've got to keep going. Um, we are going to produce probably a really interesting resource statement come uh, in September this year. Um, I'll draw the attention to, to everyone's in this press release today. I think it's uh, figure two where the we can go down to like 0 0.2, 0 0.3 copper and still get plus 90% recovery. So what does that tell you? Okay, we're going to go and build a 2.5 million tonne mill. This is what we can build. This is what we can finance. But the scalability of this project without losing uh, metal, uh, metal recovery, without producing a poorer product, is not going to happen. This is a really interesting project. It's an asset, and we are working, working to actually grow that asset value. The market will, if the market's what it's market, we've seen it's been quite, I think there's been a lot of, a lot of negative sentiment. But what I like about my shareholders, and they ring me up and I always respond to them, I hope my, share, my shareholders are really well educated so they know that. Oh, look, we can hold. We don't have to sell because we know that where this project is going to go. Right, and that's and that's fine for you. Your, your team have got a track records, right? You you can and put some basic numbers together, get a calculation, get a sense of whether it's going to work for you or or, or not. I, I get that, but you kind of got to go through in a, in a sort of tough market like this. We don't know how long this is going to go on for. And you said like either you hunker down, hunker down, and we get on with it. You're getting on with it. Um, at some point, the market's looking for a little bit of hand-holding from you, a little bit of guidance from you and say, look, here's what you need to know about how this goes forward. Here's what you need to know about the economics. Here's what you need to know about you know, the timing and all of that. So do you feel the, do you feel the need to do that? Because that seems to be the, most of the inbound calls from us is like, please, please, you know, please get make us feel comfortable with what these companies are doing. And it's like, well, it's not my place. It's the CEO. So what, what are you doing about uh, it? Look, I, I think today's press release is one of the, it, to be honest, it really is a, a pivot in the company's project. Um, you know that we've already got an historical resource on some 21 million tonnes. We haven't hidden behind uh, quasi-metallurgical announcements. We've come out to the market and said, guys, look at this. We're going to produce a 29% concentrated copper. It's going to go half an ounce gold. It's going to have recoveries of 94%. We think eventually, right through the net study on the high-grade gold, that the weighted average Recovery for the gold will go above 90%. I mean, the grind is 200 microns. The bond work index is 11.2. The abrasion index is 0.28. Everything points to low capex and low opex. Now, what I will say to you, which is really quite important, everyone's concerned, we see this in France, uh, UK, Germany's in a bad way. We could sign an off-peak agreement today for about two, two and a half cents a kilowatt for our power. So what we're looking at, one of your highest costs in the mining industry, we're going to have the only place I could give any comparable for cheap power is, is actually Quebec. So we're going to have the same sort of power scenario as operating a mining Quebec. 
uber cheap uber cheap power but combine that with some of the best metallurgy it is without doubt the best metallurgy that i've ever observed or ever reviewed i've never seen anything like this okay strong words what do you do next what do you do next well we go into our resource study um, we're doing risk analysis now on, on going down, when we go down to you know, the, the next phase of engineering and economic studies, because when you go into those studies, you want to identify your macro risks to ensure that you apply the right amount of time to address those risks, whether it be equipment sizing, um, mine scheduling, environmental concerns and so forth. So with that, we're doing that, actually doing that risk, we, we've been signed a, signed an agreement with one group just recently to actually assess that risk so we can make the judgment go forward. Um, we will then continue to drill. We'll go to start the engineering financial studies in Q4 this year. We'll do a resource upgrade in Q1 of next year on Cabasal. Uh, and we hope to have our first resource statement on St. Helena in Q1 of next year as well. Okay. We, we, we're not a one-trick pony, guys. This is a belt-scale asset. And we're identifying a, essentially confirmed today that Cabasal is going to be a standalone producing asset. We're going to do our, of course, do all the cautionary language of you know, feasibility studies, uh, final engineering, permitting. There's nothing holding us back now, in my view. Okay. Trade, metal, product, energy. Okay, so a lot of a lot of things coming up that we need to need to look at. There's one thing I want to talk about, and you sort of mentioned that at the beginning, which is the uh, Espino um, IOCG project, right? Because that's, yeah. that's an expiration play. And IOCG, if you if you find them, huge. It answers my question around scale. How do you show, how do you demonstrate scale? But how do you go about targeting and finding projects like this? Every major in the world wants to find IOCGs. Um, we and you're absolutely correct. It is expiration. So what you do in that case for a junior company is you keep your capital expenditure down. It's costing us, I think, some. Five six thousand Canadian dollars a month to do the gravity survey. We already knew um, that the geochemistry. We did a lot of geochemistry. We had actually one group come in and look at this project, and we know that the geochemistry, the geology, the geological age is an exact replication of what you find in the Gola Craton in in South Australia, where you've got things like Carapetina, Olympic Dam, and so forth. So we already knew that we had the right geochemistry, right geological age, but every single IOCG project has a significant gravity anomaly. And the biggest posit, I think it's Lobo in Brazil, that's an IOCG. The biggest one in Brazil, sorry, in Australia is um, Olympic Dam, of course. We've got several of them. They're not that well known in Canada, but Chile, Brazil, everywhere else they are. So we, we actually bought for for um, Cabasal gravity meter, you know, we invested our shareholders' funds in, in state-of-the-art geophysical equipment because that's actually long-term the cheapest way to do it in Brazil. So we started a gravity survey, and it's it's either there or it's not there. So we do it. We did a survey first. We did a regional survey on on two kilometer squares because if it's big, it's there. It's, it's either there or it's not. If you're not there to, to develop something small, it's got to be. What, what are you looking for? What, what are the telltale signs? What are the signatures for these things? Oh, we already had the signatures. We had the, the right geochemistry. Right. We had the right hope rock, okay. which is a Brexia phenotype. We had already identified that in the drilling. Um, we had cuperiferous veining okay. all over the plate, and yeah. we had manganese. 
and, and Vangani is actually associated with the later stage episode of IOCG emplacement. So effectively, for the previous 10, 12 years in Espagon, they were mining the soil anomaly of an IOCG complex. So they, we then re we went through and we did that gravity, uh, sorry, no, gravity survey. And the, the magnetics, the magnetic anomaly that we achieved was up to 15 milligal. And the, the biggest we've either, the numbers were presented to us, were presented by our, our consultants out of Perth. And they, the biggest they've seen was 17 for Olympic Dam. Uh, where the well was, what was that, was six, and we came in at 15. And this was on a regional scale. So now what we're going to do is continue to infill the prospective area, and bring it down to, say, 200 by 200 metres squared, and we then produce a drill target. So, the, so they, they can, you continue to do that scaling down with gra the gravity survey yes. equipment. So it's just it's just honing it down, narrowing it down. So, okay, so 250 meter blocks, and 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 then what? In terms of the, the drill bit, what what do you how how do you get a little bit more precise? Because it's a big area. You're sitting on a big land package, can be expensive. Oh, that's correct. But we've also got an aeromagnetic survey um, that was done in this project in 2016. And what we then look at is the coincidence of where we get the conductors, uh, the magnetic anomalies associated with the gravity anomalies for our gravity meter, and we just hone in on that. Um, that's what you do. And then you do, you'll, you'll do a, a regional soil survey over the area to find prospective geochemistry. And then you've got to send in the drill and start targeting these things. You know, we can find another Oak Dam or another Olympic Dam. Um, they're uh, BHP discoveries. It, 18 months ago, if somebody had come to me and said, look, do you want to do a, a project level JV on Espagon? I would have done it. Yeah, not a problem. Um, no, now we won't. Because the, the cost to advance the project is very minimal, but the risk reward for our shareholders is absolutely fantastic. You, you, I cannot stress that. We have got the, the, the perfect small cap scenario. We have got absolute certainty on resource development, project development and production with uh, a cover cell. You can see that. Right. We, can, we know that's happening. But, at the okay. same time, so we've got the giant in the room, which is Espagon. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, that's the bit my, my beady little eyes are, are, are looking to. And I just wondered, with the cash that you've got available, I get it, it was like you know, 9.3 back end of March. Um, you, you'll be burning that. I appreciate you looking after the, the bucks, but you'll be burning that down. Mm -hmm. Is how much of a chance are you willing to take on Espigon? We've got another six to nine months of infilling the gravity survey. Okay. At, you know, marginal costs, so it's not material to the balance sheet. Um, it is generating a lot of interest, but again, um, no equity, no interest voice. Uh, yeah. We're not going to do a project JV on that unless um, it's at a ridiculously stupid valuation. Um, we we see, you know, let, let's put it into context, the world's copper deposits. Um, cover sales is a fantastic, and we think we've got real equity growth, massive equity growth in that project alone. Um, ISG deposits like... Um, Carapatina, Prominent Hill, Olympic Dam, you know, they make capital sales sense in the dollar valuation. We've really got the opportunity for our shareholders to participate and grow along with us on the on these projects. It's certainty with capital sale, that's granted. I've been de demonstrating that for some months now, some years almost. 
um, but with our SBGON project, that just gives us the ability to create something giant scale and the effect on the, on the value of our, of our equities is going to be quite significant because in a timing scenario where it always falls over for a junior company is they can't afford to drill out a, a porphyry, they can't afford to drill out a, an IACG. But in our time frame, we could go into the scenario where we go into production, we pay off our capex very quickly, and we use that cash flow to join, to to develop an ICG. And that is a, a fantastic scenario for any equity management that you want to look at. Okay. Look, the other thing is, look, in a market like this, the wind blows, trees fall off, and you know new shoots of of growth appear. Um, how? Do you stand out compared to your peers, or any other any other comparison you you want to make? Because well, one, will you kind of survive this this market downturn? Um, why should people be looking at your story versus any other story in the, in the kind of copper gold space at the moment? Because it, it's it's busy out there. There's a lot of people shouting for attention. Absolutely. I, I I I won't say we have a peer. We are the peer. We are the one being compared to. We we don't compare ourselves to anyone anymore because we've. We've already gone past them by a scale. Um, with our equities, our shareholding, you get your exposure to a, a, a predefined resource that we've now expanded. You've got exposure to the pre-known metallurgy that we've now confirmed and in a, a power jurisdiction that is the lowest you'll see in the world. We don't have that the, the petro or the carbon-affected inflation for mining projects that doesn't exist just we come straight off a clean energy grid stable um, frequency of uh, hydroelectricity so you know all the people who are conscious of their ecg or their their carbon governance you know this fits their criteria and what we're looking at is not a, a 10 or a 20 million ton resource we're looking at something much larger than that so we've got scalability and what really should attract them to this is this is just one of a suite of prospects. Uh, we, we didn't actually touch on it, Maddie, but we had a, a precious metal discovery two kilometres from Cavasel two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago. Unbelievable. Two, two kilometres to the south of Cavasel, we hit a copper-silver precious metal system. I mean, I've got no idea how that happens geologically. Um, it's probably related to the late-stage gold overprint. No, but I mean, the, 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 like, the, the, you're great. You're great. So good, and obviously, with with you know some of these by, byproducts, like it does. Obviously, it helps a lot. But ultimately, you're going to need to move that historic resource from 21.7 million tons to something meaningful. I mean, what what just in terms of your mind? I want to understand what you how you rank these things. What 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 is a medium-sized project look like? What's a large project look like? You know, what's a starter well, project 20, look like? 20 million tonne BMS deposit is already quite large. Now, I'm sort of targeting north of 40 million tonnes just for one of them. Um, some of the belts, the bigger belts, have had cumulative production of 100 million tonnes. Um, the, there's no rhyme or reason why this uh, Cabasol belt does not develop and become the largest BMS belt that's in production. Um, we don't have we we don't have any NGO risk. We we will become a mine. We're not stuck in the Amazon jungle. We're not in an area of sensitivity. I mean, we don't have access problems. We don't have you know acid drainage problems. Uh, it's it's 
a modern mining industry is just a net creation of wealth and, and, and of dividends. And actually, the thing that the largest dividend, is, of course, is paid for the local community in respect to jobs and so forth. But that's what we're presenting with our equities. And this is one of the, uh, you know, the market's come off. <clears throat> We've been, of course, shuffled down with the market. Um, but our liquidity is still very good, but we're not seeing large amounts of selling. You know, it's bites and pieces, 100,000 shares here and there. But that's when you've got 160 million shares outstanding. There was some sentiment in the market about the warrants. I mean, 80% of the warrants got converted. Must, you know, start of the year. There was never any overhang, but there was perception. So we're a really good capital structure. The money is being allocated correctly. We're not, I mean, we've gone out and done the network to confirm to everyone that, yes, this is now the industry leader in metallurgy. And if you, there's companies out there that are really good guys, great companies, old projects, drillable leaders, um, own their projects longer than we have. They still haven't done their net study because a lot of them will just fall over when they announce it. They say, oh, it's really good, but we need to do this, or we've got to grind it down to 20 microns and it's still going to have this deleterious penalty, but we'll be able to blend it with this other part. Guys, this is a production asset we're developing. We've got the metallurgy, we've got the grade, we've got the location, we've got the power. You can't get better than that. 